The sound of machine gun fire was very close now. Bullets and tracer rounds hissed and popped into the water all around them. Someone yelled, go, go. And then the ramp splashed down. A handful of men never even made it off the LCVP alive. A burst of machine gun fire hit the front ranks of men, several rounds killing Jackson instantly and knocking him back into coal. He crouched low and grabbed hold of Jackson's pack, propelling his body forward. Bullets thudded into Jackson's body. At the edge of the ramp, Cole shoved the body away and leaped to one side to avoid the tangle of men in front of him. Cole landed feet first, with Jimmy right behind him. The cold sea was a shock, and it was deep, nearly over his head. A wave swept over them, and for a moment Cole couldn't hear or see a thing, but the gurgle of the surf and the green sea all around him, punctuated by the white trails of bullets arcing down from the surface. By some miracle he stayed on his feet, which is what saved him, because if he had tried to swim, the weight of his gear would have dragged him down and drowned him. His head came up in the trough between two waves, and he gulped down some air before going under again. He managed to get his legs moving forward. Jimmy was struggling beside him, too short to have gotten any air, drowning, and Cole grabbed hold of Jimmy's pack with one hand. The boy was too heavy, so Cole dropped his rifle and grabbed Jimmy with both hands, hauling him up, up, so that the boy got a lungful of air before they both went under again. Cole fought down panic as his nostrils and mouth filled with salty water. He was from the mountains, and everything about the sea scared him. Even after all their training for the landing, jumping in and out of boats and wading across beaches, it seemed to him that the ocean had just one purpose, and that was to drown him. He had almost drowned once in a wintry mountain stream, and the memory of it made his heart pound to the point of panic. But as with most bad situations, he knew that if you kept your head, you at least had a chance. Cole held his breath and kept working them forward, struggling to keep his feet under him in the surf and current. Then the waves subsided, and there was sky above him. He took another lungful of air. Step by step, they moved out of the deeper water. Cole tried hard to ignore the bullets slashing the water around him. Some of the LCVPs had come in closer and were spilling their cargo of men closer to the beach. More men joined them, slogging through the breaking surf, until it was only waist-high, and then around their knees, and finally they were on the beach itself, where all hell had broken loose. Between the water's edge and the German positions lay 400 yards of open sand, punctuated by anti-tank obstacles that resembled oversized jacks from a child's game, tangles of barbed wire, and bodies. He noticed that some of the bodies were alive, squirming across the sand as best they could, keeping their heads down. Others resembled ground meat, staining the sand around them red. All right, let's go. An officer started waving everyone forward. On your feet, get... A shell cut him in half, leaving his legs moving in place for a moment like a giant crab, until they toppled over. 
Cole, Jimmy, and another soldier ran toward one of the anti-tank obstacles. There was a body slumped next to it. The dead soldier had a trenching tool in his hands, and Cole grabbed it and dug up a little more sand. It wasn't much shelter, but on that open stretch of beach, it felt like the Alamo. Just a few feet away was another mound of sand, behind which sheltered a lieutenant and two more soldiers. Keeping low, Cole chanced to look toward the German lines. He had never been in combat, but it wasn't the first time someone with a rifle had been trying to kill him. You didn't grow up in the mountains without carrying on a feud or two, not if you were a Cole. But this battlefield was a world away from dodging some mean bootlegger with a deer rifle.